God's in all churches, but that doesn't mean a particular church is doing God's will. If a church elder or member burns you, it's on that person, not God. Welcome to Volume 5 of the Simple Christian Podcast with Dr. Ty. In Volume 4, I warned about getting caught up in things that don't matter. I highlighted Matthew 16, 19-21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where the thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now that doesn't mean that we can't have stuff. It's the last verse that clinches it. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So stuff is okay. Just don't dwell on it. Today I'm going into a different topic. Why do church people do bad things to each other? Think of this. Throughout history there have been many times when the church has not done the will of God. One of those times was the Spanish Inquisition. And something interesting, the details are hauntingly similar to that of Nazi Germany. For some reason, the Christian government in Spain was fearful of the Jewish population, and they felt threatened by the Jewish people. So around 1400 AD, King Henry III instituted a policy that Jews must either convert to Christianity or be tortured, or possibly even killed. But that's not of God. And first off, Jewish people and Christian people believe in the same God. Now, I don't personally understand why any Jewish person would not believe in Jesus, but like anyone else, it's their decision. I've gone to several Jewish synagogues in the past, and everyone I've gone to was filled with Messianic Jews. And that's not to say every Jewish person is Messianic. Oh, and Messianic just means that they're a Jewish person who also believes that, that Jesus is the Son of God and our salvation. They still perform the Jewish rites and feasts, however. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, Jesus attended, performed, and even presided over Jewish rites and feasts. So if we look at Jesus' life as the path on how we should be living our lives, we Christians may be doing some of this wrong. But that's probably a topic for another time. Let's get back to the separation of God and church. Look at 1 Corinthians. And we're going to compare it to Philippians, but let's start with 1 Corinthians. Paul is writing to the church in Corinth and warning them about divisions that are popping up. The Corinthians are used to worshiping different gods. So rather than worshiping God, they're worshiping Paul and some of the other apostles. Worse than that, though, there's gossip and drama going on about who is worshiping whom, and the church is dividing into factions. And whenever that happens, it's the people of the church that suffer. Now compare that to Philippians, a church that got it right. Paul is ecstatic about the Philippian church to the point where he writes uh, in Philippians 1, 7 through 11, It's right for me to feel that way about you all, because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of, of Christ Jesus. And it's my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. You know, there's a specific reason for the title of this volume. There are people even today, possibly many people, who suffered at the hands of modern-day churches. And of course, I don't mean like in times of the Spanish Inquisition or the time of Paul. Those are just examples of how the church can separate itself from God. But Philippians also shows that there are churches, some churches, that get things right. 
But how often do we hear of a church elder, priest, or pastor that's wrongfully manipulated a person in their congregation? And forget about even just church members. And it's my belief that for every one person that comes forth, there are probably a hundred that don't. When I first became a Christian, I was part of a church that grew very fast, probably too fast for the pastor. And it affected him in personal, vainful, and I know that some people say prideful, but there are good ways to have pride. There are no good ways to have vanity. So vainful ways, and yeah, I know vainful isn't really a word, but I'm going to use it. Anyway, that church is no more. I wonder sometimes how many of the 1,500 people that went to that church walked away from God because of what that pastor did, not realizing that it was the pastor, not God, who did it. And that's why I say the separation of God and church. God is in all churches, but not all churches allow God to lead them. And that's the fault of the leader. Whoever runs that church is 100% at fault if God isn't leading it, because the lead pastor isn't allowing God to lead him or her. There are some who think that the Bible isn't relative anymore because we've grown so much as a race. But we haven't really. We're still pretty vain, self-centered beings, no different than we were 6,000 years ago. The only thing that's really changed is technology. People haven't changed one bit. Even the New Age religion is no different than the sun worshippers thousands of years ago. New Agers believe that the universe sends good things to us, but the universe is just a bunch of rocks and gases made up of the same materials as the sun. So basically, they're worshipping the sun, the moon, and the stars, just like people did in ancient times. God may have made up the sun, moon, and stars, but he's not in them, and worshipping them is worshipping false idols. And I know that I'm going to get some pushback from this, but worshipping a cross is worshipping a false idol also. I'm sure that most people just use the cross to help them focus on God, but we don't need anything to do that. God's here with each and every one of us. And Paul saw false idol worship when people were worshipping him rather than Jesus. It happens a lot. It's been happening for thousands of years. You know, but God also gives us free will. So when a priest gets caught abusing a teenager, that's not of God. When a pastor gets caught having affairs with women he's counseling, that's not of God. And it's not just men. Women are just as guilty of this. I know several couples that have left churches because some women and men spread dreadful gossip about them. They were Christian people in church spreading gossip that it's not of God. How do I know? Well, I know for myself because I judge everything on what I call my method of two. I look at what happens in the world and I ask myself, is this biblically accurate? Then I look at all Bible scripture and I ask, would Jesus approve? Jesus never begged anyone to get closer to God. In fact, he openly told people not to follow him, knowing that it was better for them to be ignorant than to know God and openly rebel against him, like so many pastors have done. I've been asked to be a pastor more than once, and I freely admit that I'm terrified of doing so. There are so many indiscretions in my past that I'm not, and I'm not hiding them, but they could have a negative impact on a ministry I lead. But I also think that's a limitation I've put on myself. Moses was a murderer, and Paul was also. I've never gone that far. In fact, both Moses and Paul are fantastic examples, both of what to do in ministry and what not to do. You see, Moses did murder a person. Then he ran and hid for many years. But when God called him, he answered. He answered like a wimp at first. <laughs> Not that I'd do any better, but he did answer. And Paul, after helping to murder Stephen, started following Christ when he saw the truth, and he asked for forgiveness. 
How many pastors, after their indiscretions were brought to light, went to the people they wronged and asked for forgiveness, I wonder? There have been three large churches that have been rocked to their foundations in the past six years in my area because of the indiscretions of the lead pastors. And I know there are people in those churches that blame God for what the pastors did. Something similar happened to me. My parents attended a Roman Catholic church when I was young. And in the interest of being transparent, I was a pretty wild child. My parents thought it would help me to be an altar boy at the church. And I was so for a while. I don't remember how long. But I did not enjoy it at all. In fact, the experience turned me off to church for decades. As soon as my parents let me, I stopped going to church and didn't go back for about 30 years. It took that long for God to get me to realize that what happened had nothing to do with him. Don't get me wrong, the priest wasn't an abuser. He was just a hard man who had high expectations. But I hadn't been subjected to that kind of treatment before, so it shocked me. And I'm sure the priest could tell that I wasn't comfortable with his behavior. But he never once sat me down and asked what was going on or tried to figure me out. That was a failing on his part and I'm sure some of it was vanity, just like some of the reasons I'm hesitant to be a pastor is probably vanity. There's a large part of me that doesn't care what other people think about me, as long as it fits my rebellious nature. When it comes to my faith, my self-confidence is a bit lower. But more than that, so many churches that I've been a member of, three of the five churches I've been a member of since I became a Christian, had lead pastors that got caught doing naughty things and were forced to step down. In one instance, the church disappeared, and I have no idea what happened to most of the people. The second one is thriving again, but now the third one just got hit with political issues for the second time in four years. And that's not the church I currently attend, this is a past church. And to me, political issues in church are absolutely stupid. I'm sorry if you don't like that word, but I, that's how I feel. They're nothing more than people asserting their vanity, and that has nothing to do with God. The church in which I'm currently seeing this now is split into two different churches, which does nothing but weaken the church body as a whole. So if you've attended a church in the past and it's gone wrong, don't blame God. He gave us free will, and he's not going to give you free will but take it away from someone else. See the issue for what it really is. Failure on man's part, not God's. Hey, thank you for listening to this volume of The Simple Christian. Please like it and share it on your podcast player so that it gets higher in the rankings. I appreciate that. And send it to your friends that might be interested in it. I appreciate it. Have a great day.